0: Welcome to the Master Passive Income Show. My name is Dustin Heiner, and I'm here to help you learn how to quit that J-O-B, that just over broke job, by investing in real estate rental property so you never ever have to work a job again. Today we're gonna be talking all about long-term rental properties versus short-term like Airbnb and VRBO. the pros and cons of both, and how you can make the most profit out of both. All right, let's start the show. Welcome to the Master Passive Income Podcast, where we talk about investing in real estate rental properties with a special focus on making enough money so you can quit your job and live the dream life. And now, here is your host, Dustin Heiner. Hey, hey, what's up, guys? Now, in today's market, I get a lot of questions from lots and lots of people, lots of investors, lots of students basically ask me what I am thinking about this market and how the market is going to go, what's going on with it, and everything like that. There's a few things that I just want to share with you really quick on what I'm seeing in the real estate market. Obviously, right now, as I'm sharing, it's a seller's market right now, which means prices of homes keep going up. We also know that inflation is literally taking off. We have uh, just double-digit inflations. I mean, bacon alone is up like 20%. Beef alone is up like 20% as well. Used cars are crazy expensive. Just inflation is here. Now, I don't know if it's here to stay, but it's absolutely here, which is gonna make things worse. Plus, interest rates are really, really low, which makes prices of homes go higher. All that to say, what I'm seeing right now is definitely a seller's market. Now, you might be thinking, well, how in the world am I going to invest in a seller's market? Well, there's absolutely, even though there are, Less properties that are good deals, there's still great deals out there. Actually, today, one of my one-on-one coaching students, we found a fantastic area of the country today. I'm not going to tell you where it is. If you want to get in on all that where I show you and we find good areas of the country to invest, you can either join my one-on-one coaching or you can join my real estate wealth builders where I'm literally going to walk you through finding areas of the country to invest. Check the link in the description for those as well, but I also want you to invest because it's going to change your life. Now, there are deals out there. That's the biggest thing you need to realize is that even though the market is high, there are deals out there. In fact, if you really look for good properties that are lower priced, that have higher rents, that are going to make you good money in passive income, it is a real benefit to you because what you're going to be doing is holding out, passing on the bad deals, the ones that aren't going to make you in passive income but you're going to be patient and finding the good deals. Now, I'm also creating something. I'm super excited. I created this tool that I use in my business, but basically turn it around to where I can actually have it for you guys. It's called the One Minute Green Light Deal Analyzer. I'm super excited about this. It literally does all the calculations for you. It absolutely does literally everything and also gives you Basically the criteria that we do here at Master Passive Income anything from like you know a minimum of $250 a month in passive income making sure we have the 1% rule making sure we're getting the right cap rate 6 or 7% all that sort of stuff like is already calculated in and making sure that you can get a loan afterwards and basically I'm super excited about this there are certain things that you can do to make like a cell turn a different color and if this criteria meets that criteria. Anyways, long story short, I worked with somebody else, got this whole product created for you. I'm not going to release it yet. In fact, I did release it already to my real estate wealth builders. All the students are getting that already. But anyways, all you do is you put in the purchase price of what you want to buy it for, interest rate, and how much you could rent it for, and a couple other little things. And it does all the calculating for you. It literally gives you green lights or red lights. If there's red lights, then you don't buy the property. If it's green lights, it's probably gonna be a good property for you to pursue. Do your own due diligence to make sure it's a good property. So I'm super excited. Hopefully by next week, I will have this ready for you guys so you guys can check it out. But it is super Awesome. A lot of my students are absolutely loving it because it's making, I mean, just the title alone of the, this tool. It's the one minute green light deal analyzer. Literally gonna take you a minute to analyze properties instead of, you know, 20, 30, 40 minutes to actually analyze a property. So I took all the experience that I have myself in all my investing, plus other investors, we work together put this product together for you guys. But I'm not gonna release it yet. I'll release it sometime, hopefully next week. Be watching out for that as well. But also get my real estate investing course absolutely for free. Text the word rental, R-E-N-T-A-L to 33777. Rental to 33777 so you can get my real estate investing course showing how to find an area of the country to invest, how to buy the right property. Make sure you're making $250 a month. Build the business first, as I always say, get that right away. Now let's talk about short-term versus long-term rental properties. Short-term would be like vacation, Airbnb, VRBO type properties, and long-term would be where you rent it out for a one-year lease, two-year lease, or something like that. And so there are a lot of pros and a lot of cons, literally to both. I personally love having both. Now for my portfolio, what I would like to have is 80% being long-term rental properties, and 20% being VRBO, Airbnb, short-term rental properties. And the big reason why is because long-term rental properties, and we'll get into this in just a second, all the pros and cons, but it's steady income. It's reliable income. It's predictable income. Short-term rental property is great. It's not predictable, but you make more money. Now, here's the big difference between the two, long-term versus short-term. Long-term, you actually rent it out per month on a monthly basis, but you have a year-long lease, you know, hopefully somebody's locked in for an entire year at a lower price. Short-term is different though. You rent it out by the day. You literally rent it, now some people might be like a week at a time, three or four days at a time, but you're paying, or the person is paying literally a day at a time, $150 a day, and so what happens is you actually make more money doing short-term rental properties as opposed to Long-term rental properties because renting out per day you make so much more money. There's a reason why hotels. There are so many hotels. There's a reason why they make so much money and they keep making money is because renting it out per day you make more money. Let me give you an example. If you have a long-term rental property, now this long-term rental property you're renting it out for $1,300 a month, three bedroom, two bath, 1,200-1,500 square feet, a normal house. It might rent for $1,300. Maybe $1,500 if it's on the higher end, twelve, eleven hundred $1,100 if it's on the lower end, but let's just say around $1,300. If you were to do a short-term rental property and rent it out per day, you could probably rent it out for, let's say, $90, maybe $100 a day. Now, if it's rented out every single day, now that $100 is probably on the like average, maybe middle to low end, but if you rent it out every single day, that's 30 days a month on average, that's $3,000 as opposed to $1,300. So $1,300 or $3,000 $3, is totally different in the amount of revenue that that property can bring in. Now I'm going to show you exactly how to do all this sort of stuff, investing, buying rental properties, making passive income. Get my free real estate investing course. Check the link in the description, masterpassiveincome.com forward slash free course. That free course is literally going to show you how to do everything from finding an area of the country to invest, buying the right properties, making $250 a month, making sure that you are growing the business. I'll show you how to do that. So masterpassiveincome.com forward slash free course. Now with short-term rental properties, I love them as well. Now there are pros and cons to both. Now let's talk about the pros because there are a lot of great things about both. Now the pros to long-term rental properties, there's a bunch of them. In fact, they're my favorite. This is how I'm able to feed my family, put a roof over our heads, travel the world, do everything we want because with 30 plus properties making a minimum of $250 a month in passive income, that's a lot of money. And some are even making five, $600 a month. That's fantastic. So long-term rental properties are great. Now, a big thing that I love with my long-term rental property is consistent income, like passive income, consistently coming in. I can rely on it almost like a paycheck. Well, I'm not working. I literally don't work and I make money. And so what I have is actual steady income because tenants, they're always going to pay their mortgage. The tenants that live there, they're going to have schools that their kids actually go to school at. They have jobs right around. They have maybe family members really, really close. And so they don't move very often. They're not coming in and going. So I have consistent income because all the expenses minus the rents, that income is the passive income right in the middle. And let's say you have $1,000 in expenses. You rent it for $1,250, maybe $1,300. That's $300 a month in passive income. So that's why I love is consistent, passive income. The next great thing, the next pro, the next good thing about long term rental properties is very low turnover of tenants. It costs a lot of money to turn over a property, basically, tenants moving out, and then new tenants moving in. And in the middle there, you have to clean it up, you have to, you know, fix the carpets, you have to clean them, you have to paint the walls, do a lot of stuff. Now, with a short term rental property, you have a lot of turnover, Long-term, you have very, very little turnover. I have some tenants that are literally in there for five, six, seven, eight years paying my mortgage for me, paying my taxes for me, my property manager, paying everything and making me money and in passive income. So very, very low turnover of tenants it is fantastic about long-term rental properties. Another great thing about long-term rental properties is that utilities are literally paid for by the tenants. They are put in their names. The sewer, the, the garbage, electricity, gas, everything is literally put in the tenant's name not in your name which makes it so much more it's just better because that's one expense you don't even have to worry about the tenant knows when they're moving in they have to pay for those expenses and another great thing about long-term rental properties is the security deposit the security deposit is usually on average about equivalent to one month's rent and they pay that and that's a security for anything that goes wrong in the property. Or if they break the lease early, you get that security deposit. That's a an assurance that they're going to stay in the property. Now, that security deposit is actually not your money. It's literally their money. You're just holding on to it. If they break the lease, if they ruin the property, whatever, you actually get that money. So that is another great thing. That security deposit, it's a good security blanket for to cover your entire property. Another great thing about long-term rental properties is you can automate the business. I literally don't work. Now, when I say don't work, I, I I I'll take that back. I work a little bit. Let me tell you how much I work. I don't work, you know, 4-hour work week and that's that's for the birds. I don't want to work that much. I only work 30 minutes a month. Get that, a month. Not a, not a, a day, not a week. 30 minutes a month because I have the entire business automated. I have roofers I have inspectors I have realtors I have wholesalers property managers I literally have everybody else doing the business for me and it's absolutely automated the only work that I do in the 30 minutes a month is literally get my property manager statement looking at it and say okay everything looks good put it aside and go back to play with my kids going hunting or do whatever I want I literally just have fun the great thing is it's absolutely automated now here's the key though And I want you to watch a video that I actually talk about the entire business process. What you want to do, is the key, the pro tip I'm gonna give you is you need to build the business first. Now I have a video where I literally walk you through the entire process of building the, the business first. Check the link in the description for that video. That's gonna help you to know if you build the business first, Your property is your inventory. You have your business and every piece of inventory is a property that you put into the business. So you can scale your business. The backwards way that a lot of people teach how to do this, they say, find a property, run the numbers, make sure you're going to make money, then find somebody to fix up the property, then find somebody to rent the property, then find somebody to do a property manager. That's backwards. That's literally backwards. Don't do that. You're going to lose money. In fact, I love buying properties off of people that actually do it the wrong way and then they get so fed up. They're like, oh my goodness, just take this property. It's such a headache. I don't want anymore. I'm like, thank you. I'll go ahead and take that from you. So that's what you want to do is look at this as a business. Create the business first and you get my free real estate investing course. I will literally show you how to do that. Now let's look at the pros of short-term rental properties. The first one is huge. You make more money. I mean, just in general, you make a lot more money when you have a short-term rental property, remember. You're renting out per day as opposed to per month. So if you have one property that's making $100 a day versus one that's making $1,300 a month, it's a no-brainer. You're gonna make, what, $1,700 more. Now, that's a huge, huge bonus because when you're having one property that's actually making you like $700 or $1,000 more than you normally would, that's a huge, huge increase in the amount of passive income that you have that can help you propel into financial freedom much faster. So short-term rental properties definitely make you a lot more money. The next pro, the next benefit of having a short-term rental property is your tenants pay for all the expenses like soap and shampoo. You just make sure that's accounted for inside of your expenses. You make sure it's accounted for when you're charging the rent. So your utilities, all that sort of stuff. Now, I know in long-term rental properties, they put it in their name where the utilities is inside the tenant's name, electricity, all that stuff is in the tenant's name. But when you have a short-term rental property, what's gonna happen is it's in your name, but even though it's in your name, you absolutely have the tenants pay for all those expenses, electricity and all that stuff. You just bake that into the cost of the renting of the day, especially even cleaning fees. You can have your cleaning fee be... Parting, or basically cover the entire cost of cleaning the entire house. So Airbnb is great because all your expenses are covered. Now, the next great thing about short-term rental properties is that Airbnb has insurance, like its own insurance. Now, I've heard some little bit of downside that it possibly may not work out well. If some some circumstance, this, that, or the other, I don't know exactly how it would work out, but sometimes it might not get paid. But Airbnb has its own insurance over every single property so that you're covered by Airbnb. On top of that, you have your own insurance, so making sure that the property is taken care of. But that's a huge comfort that they have the insurance over it. But at the same time, another bonus or another great thing about it is you can screen out tenants by seeing what they've done in the past seeing okay they stayed here here and here and there were bad reviews maybe i'm not going to let them stay in my property so you can see what type of tenants are coming in now you're not going to do a background check that's definitely not what you're going to be able to do on a short term but you can see the reviews that the other homeowners the other airbnb hosts can actually put on for each one of the the um short term tenants. And if they're bad, then don't put them in the property. So that's another great thing about short term rental properties. Now, since we were just talking about short term rental properties, let's jump into the cons or the negatives about short term rental properties. The first one is you're absolutely dependent dependent like a stranglehold over you on other platforms like short term rental properties, Airbnb and VRBO, those two different websites that are probably the most predominantly used websites but you're under a stranglehold under them. If they literally kick you off, then you're done. Or if you get bad reviews, like you get two or three bad reviews, then nobody's gonna wanna stay there. So you're absolutely dependent, dependent on the Airbnb or VRBO, that platform. Just like if you had a Facebook and they, they somebody closes your Facebook account or Facebook closes your Facebook account, you literally don't have that account anymore, you can't talk to your people, same thing with Airbnb. If they delist your property, you cannot have it as an Airbnb anymore. And another bad thing about Airbnbs are the customer reviews. You have no say over the customer review. You might be able to you know, appeal it and say, hey, this didn't really happen and see if Airbnb will change it. But if you get one bad review, And then a second bad review, and you have a bunch of good ones, but you have a few bad reviews, that's going to make it harder to rent your property. You're going to have to lower your prices because it's not a top-notch quality property. So customer reviews are very, very big, especially if you get jerks. And so if you've ever looked at any reviews on any products on Amazon, it's either a five-star or a one-star. Like, there's very few stars in the middle. It's either five or one. Same thing with Airbnb. You're going to get a lot less people that are going to be like, oh, it was a 3 no, they might just move it to a one and say, no, this was a horrible place, never stay there. That's really, really gonna hurt. Another bad thing about short-term rental properties, Airbnb, VRBOs, are the slow periods. There are times of the year that you will not have it rented. Some, you know, maybe months or something like that. Like in Phoenix, it's absolutely hot in July and August. It's gonna be harder to get that rented. Now, in the wintertime, it's beautiful. You have people coming in from all over to stay here. You're gonna have a lot more people staying in the better months. Now what's going to happen is the slow periods will be hopefully made up for by the good periods, the times where it's literally rented every single day. And what you want to do is you want to mitigate that slow period, the loss of finances, lots of revenue by not overspending like, you know, you have income coming in from December if it's in, you know, Phoenix. And you have income coming for December. Well, you know, in July, you're going to have a problem, lower income, you save money for them. But that's a downside. Now, a big one we just saw in 2020, we had COVID-19, COVID-19, literally two months, two months of no income coming in because nobody's traveling. Nobody is going to be renting out your place. Airbnb is giving out refunds left and right, all that sort of stuff. That's really bad. My rental properties that are long-term rental properties did fantastic. I literally, like, they can't go anywhere. They're locked in their house by the stupid government. And so they're locked in. They have to <laughs> pay the rent. So long-term rental properties are much better in that regard. So you have to watch out for slow periods in short-term rental properties. Another downside is constant turnover for the short-term properties because they're only rented out by the day. Sometimes it might be four or five days at a time, maybe a week, two weeks, something like that. But it could be two or three days. So it's constant turnover, constant wear and tear on the property, you know, baggages and luggage coming in and out, food and kids jumping on beds and all that sort of stuff. Like you need to account for all these expenses. Like if you have beds, which in short term rental properties, you will have beds. Those beds, you need to change the sheets, not just wash them, but literally change them when they're all ugly and bad. And they're. you don't want hair around. Like it's, it's just with having a short-term rental property, you want to make sure that it's top-notch. You want to make sure that's very, very good quality and making sure that with the turnover of tenants, you have to clean it really well. You have to make sure that everything's stocked so that's a big thing, is a lot of wear and tear on the property and a lot of people coming through your property. Another downside about short-term rental properties is the utilities are in your name. Like in Phoenix, I live in Phoenix, so that's why I keep bringing up Phoenix. In the summertime, it's so hot. And so people would literally crank down the air conditioning to like, let's say 68 degrees and the AC would literally be on all day, every day. Well, you can't account for that. That's just something that some people might want it colder. Some people might want it hotter. It just depends on the person but they're in your name, so you're actually gonna be on the hook for all of these expenses, sewer, garbage, water. Like let's say somebody left the water on and it just keeps running, you're gonna pay for that. So all the utilities are in your name and they're stuck with you. Another downside is when you buy the house, of course, usually you buy a house, it's completely empty, no furniture or anything like that, but when you buy a house, you need to furnish the entire house. You need to make it look pretty with good pictures and you know nice things all over the place. Put TVs in there, get internet, get telephone. I think most people just have cell phones, but you need to make sure you have all these amenities, beds, pillows, all that sort of stuff, shampoo. You need to make sure it's furnished. Even coffee; those are type of things that those are expenses you need to account for. Now, when you're making twice or three times as much as you would from a long-term rental property, it's probably really, really good. I know a lady that I actually literally just talked to. She said that she makes three times what she would in a month from if it were a long-term rental property. That goes very, very long way. But that's another con you have to be watching out for. Furnishing an entire house is a lot of money. It could be five to ten thousand dollars for just furnishing of that entire house. Another big downside for me for short-term rental properties is it's really, really hard to automate the business very well. Now, you absolutely can. There's a lot more companies now after the last, I don't know, four or five years of Airbnb really taking off that there are a lot of property managers that would actually be good short-term rental property um, managers, but it's really hard to find good ones that make sure the property is taken care of very well. I mean, just the fact of not having hair left like on a bed, like that would turn off a customer, somebody that's moving in for literally two days, they see hair on the bed, like, oh man, this wasn't washed. That's really, really bad. And so when you're automating the business, you need to make sure you have really, really good quality people working in the property, making sure it's top-notch every single time. With a long-term property, I literally make sure it's perfect right when the person moves in, and then I don't have to worry about it ever again until they move out. Now, that was a lot of downsides about short-term rental properties, but what about long-term? There are plenty of downsides with long-term rental properties, so let's jump into them. The first one is there are evictions. Evictions are a bummer when somebody can't pay the rent. Let's say somebody lost their job, and they can't make any money, so they can't pay the rent. It's a huge bummer going through an eviction because it costs a lot of money. Lawyers getting involved and all that sort of stuff. It's not fun, but it's a part of doing business. So evictions are a part of life. Another downside is wear and tear on the property. Now, if you actually go to court because a tenant's saying, hey, this landlord has a bad property, they're not taking care of it. What the court, the judge will probably even say is, normal wear and tear on a property, the landlord has to pay for normal wear and tear. Let's say tenant's been there for four years, the carpet's getting really, really worn because maybe you didn't put in the best carpet or something like that, whatever it might be. It's just getting really, really worn and there's needs painting on the walls and stuff like that. They're going to say, the judge is going to say, well, on a normal house, if you live there, every five years, you might paint it. Every you know seven, eight years, you might change the carpet, whatever it might be. Those are expenses you have to pay for. And if somebody's been living in there for five to 10 years, they could potentially take you to court and say, you're not changing the carpet. It really needs to be changed. Judge says, well, yeah, it probably does. So let's, here's pictures, let's go ahead and do it. So that's a potential. I've never actually had that, but that's just something to keep in mind. Another downside is making sure that you have the right tenants in the property, ones that have good background checks, one that actually don't have criminal history or are literally been evicted four times. In fact, I have one quick story. I had one person, one potential tenant say, I wanna rent your property, talking to the property manager. And they did a background check and, on everything on the application before the background check, they look fantastic. They look really, really good. Good record of uh, renting out places, good credit history, good employment history. Then I did the background check. And in the last three years, they were evicted four times. Four times in three years. Can you believe that? And I realized, oh my goodness, I am not going to be the fifth time in the three years. So I did not let that person move in. So you need to have a higher gauge of who's going into your property. You don't have reviews like Airbnb or VRBO, like, hey, this, this person is actually a really good tenant. You don't have that. You have to go off a background check, go off your, your feel, the property manager's feel, if they, it's a good like fit for the property, if they're going to take care of the property. So there's a lot of things that you need to actually account for in one of each one of these tenants. Now, I've given you so many great things about short-term rental properties and downsides about them, as well as long-term rental properties. But When you weigh everything out, the money that you make for short-term rental property is fantastic. That's why I like to say, if you're gonna have a portfolio, for me, suggestion for me, 80% being long-term because we count on that income, 20% being short-term rental properties because you make more money, but you don't wanna have all your eggs in the short-term basket because if COVID happens for an entire year, then you don't have any money coming in. Then you get evicted, or from your own house, or you get, you know, your mortgage gets taken from you. And so, no matter what you do with short-term or long-term properties, just get started investing. And that is it for today. Go ahead and get my free real estate investing course. Text the word rental to three three seven 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 R E N T A L to three three seven seven seven. You can also join my real estate wealth builders group coaching. Get all my courses. All right, guys, we'll see you in the next show. See ya.